So as we're talking right now, J. Cole has three points, one rebound <laughs> in the Basketball Africa League at the first half of his first ever professional basketball game. He did uh he he on a, on a fast break someone missed the layup and he got the rebound and went up with it and then he he hit a technical free throw. So he's got 3 points and one rebound. <laughs> Listen, look what we're talking about. This is not one of the greatest album rollouts. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's pretty up there with Master P, my guy. This dude went to Africa to go play ball. I think it's actually pretty crazy that he's finally getting to do this, knowing like how much he wanted to do, how, like how much basketball affected his career and like how big it was. Like you remember the first early mixtapes, like the warm up, he had a basketball. Friday Night Lights, he was sitting on a basketball. Sideline Story, he was in a locker room. Uh, all the basketball references that he's made throughout his lyrics throughout the years. I feel like this is the culmination of all of it. Like he finally gets to play professional basketball. It's cool. It's kind of cool to see that, to be honest with you. If they ever make Honestly, a, if they ever make a Middle Eastern League shit, I'm trying out, bro. You know me. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's gonna dust dust off the um Abu Dhabi All Stars jersey yeah, and bro. uh and get a pop in there. Yeah, man. Just start crossing men's out left and right. <laughs> Listen, yo, I got to ask you, we didn't do the reaction on Saturday and we didn't even drop it on Sunday. I feel like we had to live with this album a little bit longer before we just rushed and did a, a quick reaction, you know, for uh, the lower tier artists, <clears throat> we'll name names. But what do you think, man? What do you think after living with the project, bumping it in the hoopty, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad we didn't do our reaction uh, like we usually do the day after for albums. Um you need a little bit of time to sit on uh, projects from obviously one of your favorite artists. Also, just like guys that we grew up on. Like I, I was telling you this earlier, but I think the holy trinity of our generation, uh, the whole the holy trinity of our specific generation is Cole, Kendrick and Drake. And I think when those three ever drop an album, it's kind of like we have to. The whole world kind of stops and wait when one of those three guys drops an album. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think Cole in a lot of ways did that, especially with his rollout, like the LA leakers freestyle. Then the mm, whole yeah. thing. Like, Yo, can we play a little bit of stuff of the LA leakers uh, for the listeners? You rapping. You rapping today, man. Understatement. You fucking with this right here? Yeesh. Classic. Classic shit only, man. It's a classic. Oh LA leakers. J. Cole. Uh. Woke up this morning and wonder, hey shit, I get fresh as shit, I keep it humble My closet like Dover Street used to be bumming, some days I'm still bumming The difference is now it's by choice Got just a peek out the window, these little niggas different They don't play Nintendo, they play with extendos I hope you can limbo that chopper, go spin you around like a judge on a voice I'm from a city where most niggas never get lucky enough to see something outside county limits I ran up the digits, I don't have no motherfucking business Complain about nothing, ain't got no time or no patience for lists They be making or who they debating is better, let's face it He one of the greatest, no Bill Cosby shit, but if niggas is sleeping then fuck right. Most niggas don't understand right. me, I don't do the Grammys, I be in my jammies on so most niggas don't understand me, Ferrari or Camry, I bet I look good in them both Most niggas don't even get this, cold. how you on top, but you don't got no bitches, I know Most niggas don't even get this, they're giving a chance, they trade family for riches, I know Look at my ceiling, it's endless, I'm sick of these bitch niggas feeling the symptoms It ain't enough vitamin C and they system to get rid of me, I'm a killer, relentless On top of that, I sound like I'm still in the trenches, I come from the villa, turn villains to victims Reach and see, R.I.P. fill up your missions, a message for niggas that's feeling ambitious How come a nigga still ain't to this pride? Ah, you bitch, all season coming May 14th, fuck all y'all niggas, it's over for you I swear oh, to God. Shit. 
<laughs> you heard that, right? <laughs> oh, man, I've seen a lot of LA Lakers freestyles, man. But every time Cole go on any freestyle on any, any radio station, he just, like, sets the bar so much higher. Yeah. Like, I've seen LA Lakers freestyles for, like, the past year or so. But, like, I don't know, man. Cole come up there. Crazy. It kind of gave me that feel like when Meek went up to um to uh, Hot 97 with uh, Funk Flex after the whole Drake beef, oh, and yeah. he was just giving nothing but bars. Like you can tell, like yo, can you can you answer this question for me? Who pissed off J Cole? Because why is he rapping like this, man? Yeah, he like who 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 says something to him, man? Sounds angry. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds angry. Um, I I I feel like um. I was a troubled kid when I was making views, you know? He's, mm. he feels like he's in that phase of whatever. I was doing. an angry youth when I was writing views, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yo, but also, like, I was listening to the podcast he had with Kevin Durant yesterday because he jumped on a podcast with him. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the the interviewer asked him the same question. He's like, yo, you, feel, you sound a little bit different. You sound like you're a little angry. Like, who pissed you off? And he's like, bro, honestly, I think at this point in my career, um kind of like what jordan did with the last dance where like you remember that scene where jordan had to like fake make rivalries for himself to just yes. up to play you know yeah he's kind of doing the same thing where he's like look i've done all these things in order to be motivated enough to actually make the music i had to make up fake shit to make myself angry so maybe that's why the music is coming out a little bit more angry you know what i mean it's, it's like rappers they're like after they finish their debut or sophomore album and they don't have anything else to talk about it's like yo they start making up scenarios like yo uh my teacher never believed in me yo my teacher said i wasn't gonna be shit it's like no nah, fam your teacher did everything for you to be an excellent student man like come on yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> i just making up stuff yeah exactly you're just you're just doing it to motivate yourself and i get that i get that um but yeah no, back to the back to the album and like what i think in general I think this is yeah. less of an album, and I think it's more of a mixtape, if anything. This is this is how, like, mixtape Cole sounds in a lot of ways. If you go listen to, like, the come up, if you go listen to, like, the warm up Friday Night Lights, like, this is kind of how he sounds. Uh, there's no, and I, I say this, I say this in, like, a, a good way. There's no cohesion on the project. It's not, like, a concept album. There's no storyline or anything and we've seen in the past with j cole albums like that's the case like he likes to create a story throughout his album this, yeah this seems more like something to hold you over for that whenever the actual album mm. drops so it's like hey fans i know i'm gonna be making you guys wait for a while here's an album with 12 tracks that are pretty good they're really good songs i actually really like a lot of the songs um, yeah and and I'll get get to you with an album later that has like a full deep meaning to it. But this 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 album has no real meaning to it. Enjoy. It's just a bunch of bars. I'm going hard as hell. The bars are super. <laughs> I love you, J Cole stands, man. I love you, J Cole stands, because you guys just do this overarching like protection for J Cole. Like even if the album wasn't like perfect compared to his other projects, like we all know this wasn't like proper like prime j cole but you steads man you guys just have all the terminology like i know he loosely danced around it just being like you know more products coming but you guys took a full flesh you guys are like yeah man just a mixtape it's just j cole just showing off the stuff it in is your so, terms j cole can like never that. never do no wrong so, and if you guys switch it to this being a mixtape only project and it's not him giving it his, his best foot forward 
then obviously it's it's really good, man. It, outside of like twenty twenty one, man, it's it's up there for in terms of projects. But you, J. Cole stands, man. You, you, you guys are you guys are pretty finicky. Well, like, pretty finicky. Well, like, tell me, tell me something I said that you disagree with, though. Because, like, does it not sound like a mixtape? It does. It does sound like a mixtape. It, it sounds like um, he did a Reddit AMA and just asked all of his fans, like, "Yo, what do you guys want? We want yeah, features. Yeah, we want yeah. you to do X, Y, and Z." And um, yeah, that, that that's what we got. And uh, one of my friends is bringing up like, yo, like I feel like Lil Baby got cold, you know, on on this uh, on 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 that feature. And a I lot agree. of people say, you know, even Twenty One Savage may have gotten cold in the feature. Um, but I won't say that's why J Cole shies away from doing features. It's literally because he's J Cole, and if you're gonna do a feature with him, you better spend twenty four hours on your verse. Well, you also, better spend your whole entire weekend doing your verse. Also, or you're gonna get I, watched. I think like uh, I don't I don't know if that's saying much because like Lil Baby also watched Drake recently. You know, on, a, on oh a- for sure. So like for I- sure, but he has to though. He yeah. has to. He has to. It's it's kind of like uh when when Jay Z did um uh that 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 track with Drake, and then he had to go on for for another sixteen bars where he's talking about cake. Uh, look at my eyes. I got a carrot cake. Yeah. That's a whole lot of yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Now he he had to really like even even that's Jay Z. Like that's probably one of Jay Z's best bars. You know what I mean? I'd have made more millionaires than Lotto did. Cheese, yeah. like you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's can made, you know, just made, you know, we all made, and even doing Watch the Throne, like when Jay Z and Kanye were doing Watch the Throne, they're hearing about Drake, like that was in the back of their mind, like, yo, we're working on this on this dynamic dual album, but this dude from Toronto, Canada, won't leave us alone. Just (laughs) well, they made that album just because of him. They made that whole album just because of Drake, and that's I think that's probably something that gets swept under the rug and like the 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 whole grandscape of hip hop people will forget For sure. people will forget that yeah. yeah um i'll i'll actually go i'll i'll pick out some of my favorite songs i love i love 95 south 95 south is super love super it. dope punching the clock with the dame sample the damian lillard sample that was super super dope i love that that's like that's like my type of song you know what i mean if i could pick like a type of song that embodies what i like to listen to it's dope pride is the devil is also dope see i think like the the thing with this this album or mixtape, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the fact that he only produced one song, which is the final song, the outro hunger on the hillside makes it so that it all sounds different. Like sonically, it doesn't all sound similar. So like you listen to 95 South, it sounds different than Amari, than my life, than applying pressure. You know, they all sound like different songs and and sonically they don't kind of match each other. I think it's cool because that gives the mixtape element to it. But also the fact that he got to work with like 11 different producers versus him just producing his own shit like he usually does. That's also cool, too. So I thought it was for sure, cool. man. I it was dope. And honestly, we don't even need this this crazy deep dive, man. It's, it's literally Cole, man. It's literally Co- Cole, Cole, mm-hmm. Jermaine, Cole. Jermaine, Cole. That's a nice watch. Nice <laughs> put, put a price on your head that Luigi's brother, huh? Dude, that that's that's probably gonna be one of the bars, best bars from the album. People people have been pinpointing that bar for the M on your head. Now you're Luigi's brother. But my favorite bar is like, yo, bullets humming like you like uh like the kid like Cuddy. Yeah. <laughs> yo, actually, imagine imagine if your Beretta sounded like Kid Cuddy humming. I would say, like, <laughs> say he's rapping more about guns in this project than I've ever seen J Cole rap about guns. Like he, I don't know what it's. Like. I would, I would assume so. He would have to because J Cole's getting that big money now. When you, when you live in America and you have an estate, 
whether you want to own guns or not, you're forced to have one, especially being a black man in America. This man better have have some guns on his property. He better YouTube how to learn those things, bro. Like, security, bro. Get security. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You can't have all those acres, bro, and, and not learn learn how to use 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 somewhat of those things. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for like whatever is to come for Cole. Obviously, he's playing. Uh, I'm literally watching the men play basketball right now on my TV. Oh, you're watching it live, eh? Yeah, it's live. So, um, yeah, we're watching it live. He has three points, one rebound at halftime. Anyways, but it's it's starting up soon. Uh, so like he he's doing a bunch of different things. He's got a family to raise. I have no idea when we're gonna hear the next Cole project. I know we're getting the the TDE project next month. That should be good. Looking forward to that. Oh God. We'll we, uh, listen, I'm done. I'm done with TD. Yeah, let's. I'm, let's I'm, 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 I'm so done with TD. I don't want to hear nothing with TD. And maybe it's because since 2013, I still have the email pinned from high school where I ordered the TD hoodie, and they never responded back to me. And then they took the mother, they took the money off my poor mother's, my more poor mother's credit card when I was just a young boy of 14. And I'm still waiting for the hoodie, man. So uh, if Top, you're listening to this, um, give me the hoodie, and also. Release Isaiah Rashad, man. Like, are these guys in jail and stuff like that? Yo, let them drop their music, bro. Half a decade is way too long for an artist to not drop music, man. Like, <laughs> they're not Prince, bro. They're not Michael Jackson. They're not like Queen. They're not anybody. They're not like in that tier yet. You have to keep hitting it consistently. And I don't know. They're. <laughs> Uh, they they rubbing me a wrong way over there, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't dive into the TD stuff until it's time. Until it's time. When it when okay, it, okay, I'll, I'll calm down. I'll calm down. I'll calm yeah, down. When I'll it's time. Down. When it's time, we'll do it. We'll do it, bro. Um, but no. okay, look, look, look. It wasn't only J Cole that dropped this week. Nikki also dropped. It was a it was a mixtape. Well, it wasn't a mixtape. It was an album that like she kind of like remastered from a long time ago, and then added a bunch of new tracks. Uh, everybody's talking about the Seeing Green track which had the, I didn't register it the first time I listened to it, but you remember that, that, that video that was going around with the guy who made the beat in his car and he was snapping in the car. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the beat for seeing green. So I, I totally didn't even realize that until afterwards. I'm like, yo, why is this beat so familiar? Like, is it a famous hip hop beat? And I realized it was the video of that dude making the beat in his car. So yeah, that was cool. Um, I thought, to be honest with you, man, I thought Lil Wayne ate up both Nicki and Drake on that song. Like it wasn't even. You know what? Let's just let's let's show him a snippet right now. I'm gonna pull up so lit, I just might crash, dog. Let me take this Balenciaga mask off the ass, y'all. Who asked y'all? Seeker told me to stomp my ass off. That's all. Bop, 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 bop. He was a good cat. My bad, dog. Don't put no K after that B, boy. Bad call. That's flag talk. Fuck around and knock your flag off. I wore a gap before a tattoo. I had to. As a matter of fact, I had to. No cap, I'm on them capsules. I done relapse, boo. But I've been on my feet and Cinderella lost the glass. You, the cash blue, but I'm still This ain't gonna be the first time that I do numbers on two crutches. See more plaques than two brushes. Until I'm at the pearly white gates, I gotta move something, do something. All meetings happen in person, so they can't prove nothing. Known her eight years and still fuck her like a new husband. Trying to run the country like Putin one day, but who's rushing? Who's bluffing? For real, who you hugging? Who you want to be loving? I play 48 minutes on a tour meniscus. Who's subbing? Yeah, it's no competition. It's no competition. It's no competition. I, like, I guess Drake came with it too, but I feel like I feel like he's trying to steal J. Cole's thunder with the whole basketball thing. Yo, I, 
who does numbers yeah. on crutches yeah. like this? This coach yeah. subbed me in 48 minutes. Yo, bitch, if you don't sit your dumb <laughs> ass down, you crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, look at these J. Cole stands, yo. They don't even know how to act when they get some new J. Cole. Yo, this man, oh, you're calling Drake a bitch. <laughs> Telling him to chill down. Yo, whenever you guys get some new J. Cole music, y'all don't know how to act, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all turn into super villains, yo. It's like no other music matters. <laughs> this man sets up an OVO basketball academy and thinks he can talk about sub me in, coach. Get out of here, man. You can't... <laughs> we, got, we got J. Cole playing professional basketball in Africa, bro. Talk to him now. Man, listen. I think Drake has has had more injuries than like um than a lot of players in um in in the NBA, bro. This dude had like a torn meniscus, a shoulder blade injury, all these different things, man. I don't really understand. But in terms of that track, he was definitely third on 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 that track. Like Wayne did his thing, Nikki did his thing. I feel like Drake's Ghost Rider was not available for that for that verse, and he kind of missed out on it, man. It was kind of like. Half empty, half empty bars. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was probably doing it on crutches, so I gotta allow him, bro. All right, man. Okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, yo! Shout out to Coop, man. We can't have our J Cole analyst with us today, man. But yo, he's he's catching flights, not feelings, in 2021, man. So shout out to the homie, man, doing his thing. Uh, but he may be come on maybe next week, and he'll give us his, his viewpoint on it. But first week sales, man. Let's just stick in that pocket, man. How much you think Cole selling first week? Uh oh, man. Probably like two, three hundred k. Probably. That's that's pretty modest. But could you give me like an exact figure? An exact figure? Okay, three three twenty. Three twenty, eh? Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. J Cole's long-awaited album, the off season, projected to sell. 200k to 310k units first week. Okay. Okay, so I was close. Okay, see, you you round the money. Okay, you round the money. That was not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, you 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 research ahead of time? Nah, bro. Nah, I I didn't do shit. You you went to hit double daily, didn't you? Hey, man, check the cold numbers, didn't you? Nah, man. Nah. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna give you that. That that, that's much respect, man. Uh, much respect. Um. Let's talk about Quando Rondo. We're talking about first week sales, man. Quando Rondo sold 9K out the gate first week. Um, yeah, that's bad. Do you do you think yeah. you'd be able to sell that out your trunk if you were to try? Um, to be honest, I think we could probably between me and you, I think we could probably sell 9K uh out the trunk. Like if we if we picked our two biggest areas and me and you just split up and we got like a, a caravan off market, maybe a couple bills. And we just pop the trunk, and then um, yeah, you're yeah, probably- that that that's pretty bad considering a machine's behind him, and he has a label behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's yikes. That's big yikes. That's big big yikes. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, no, uh, like realistically, who was yeah. listening to the Quando Rondo album? Anyways, bro, you better. You- I, I don't know if it's the whole beef for the whole King Von situation that's bringing his his numbers down. Definitely, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, but he tweeted out, man. So all I gotta do is, is come harder, and um, and that's what I she guess. said. <laughs> okay, there, uh, Steve, Steve Carell. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's over for these like SoundCloud like rappers and waivers, man. Like these these guys are over. Not saying he's from that elk, but like from from that like time era. Like these guys are are, are here today and and gone tomorrow, man. And he's uh, another exhibit of him, man. But um, 
in in lighter notes, man, prayers up for uh, Lil Reese. You know, um, the whole shooting that happened. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. won't go too much into into details, but prayers up, prayers up for all parties involved. Hopefully, sure. he's okay. Yo, the fact um, that, the fact that um, you know, Fifty Cent is now not not the only rapper that's been shot nine times and survived. That's crazy. Uh, also, um, this isn't the first time that this has happened to Lil Reese. And I think, I think it's gotten to the point where like, I don't think it's possible for him to be in Chicago. Like, I remember we saw that we were talking about it a while ago with like G Herbo talking about how Lil Reese and Chief Keith can't perform in Chicago. I feel like it's yeah. the point where like real Lil Reese shouldn't even be in Chicago. And then you, you see the whole you know, see the whole situation with him and uh, six nine, and them doing the whole Instagram beef and whatever. I feel like that's probably just for marketing, but the rest of it, like him actually getting into shootouts with folks and whatnot, like that's just crazy, man. That's just crazy. So yeah, man. And honestly, I don't know. Um, the Lord must be watching him over um, expeditiously because mm -hmm. I've seen the Thanos memes, and not not, not to laugh about it. But uh, I guess maybe a little bit lighthearted. But I've seen the Thanos memes. He's known as as the Chicago Grim Reaper. Um, you mentioned Fifty Cent. I don't know any person who has survived that many times. This dude has received bullets upon bullets upon bullets, and like I don't know, is he is he in, uh, invincible? Because this has been happening since we were like yo young young kids, man. Since we were like thirteen, bro. This man's been in in altercations. Yeah. And what is a little over a decade later, and. I don't yeah, know. I, so. I don't know. I don't know how he keeps getting. I don't know how he's surviving, man. It's he's literally going breaking all the rules, man. At, at this point, man. So I wouldn't say him and Six Nine are just doing um beef for like clout and stuff like that because I think it's a little bit more more serious than that. But um, well, yeah, because Six Nine takes it to that level, bro. Like he says some shit and then he doesn't back it up, and then like it just it turns into a whole thing, and. Like Reese has enough to worry about when it comes to getting in beef and and shootouts. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, yeah, Reese has a lot to deal with, man. A, a lot, a lot to deal with. Um, you know, we also had a lot to deal with this week. <laughs> we talked about this last week on the pod, man. Yo, Joe Budden has a lot to deal with it. Uh, oh, yeah. what, what are the what are the amigos saying? If a nigga hating, call him Joe Budden. Yeah, and that sums up this week, my guy. Like hearing the slander he's done to his two really good friends on the podcast. Like I don't know how I feel, man. But if I just woke up to the podcast, or you one day, or me one day, said that to one of each other, you know what I mean? I, I'd be, I, you know, I'd be cheese, bro. I, I don't know about you, man, but yeah. I, I'm showing up to your crib. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think, like, uh, I mean, it goes without saying that that Joe Budden did Maul and Rory dirty. Uh, I, I think it just goes to show you that, like, um. All the times where Joe has been given the benefit of the, of the doubt throughout his career, whether it be in music, whether it be as a reality TV person, whether it be with Everyday Struggle, whether it be with the new podcast, like he's been afforded the benefit of the doubt time after time and time after time. And time after time. <laughs> and I think now it kind of uh, it's revealing that he really is in shit. We have a profit agreement a percentage-based contract with each other and every time we asked for accounting there was a problem you never wanted to give nobody accounting you don't want to show us the, the the real numbers from the deals and all of this other shit and it's like all right fam what are we doing because again we have this contract and if you're not going to honor this contract like you said in front of other people then it's like this shit ain't gonna work 
It's not gonna work. And if you don't, like I said, if respect ain't there, I'm not there. Audit me then. Fam, I'm never taking my niggas to court. And the first thing you say is, if y'all try to start a podcast, I'm suing the pants off of y'all. Who are you, my nigga? At that like, point, who did you? Me. Who did you just turn into? Everything that we stood for on this podcast all these years about, you know, corporate fucking over the creatives and this, that. Like, I've seen Joe do fucked up shit in business and music to, to, to companies and labels. But I don't care about that because they owe us anyway. So fuck them. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years did I think you would be sitting somewhere talking crazy about me. Not a nigga like me. A nigga that ain't even nothing but stand up with you. My, as long as you know me, I, I never did no foul shit to Joe. Never. In fact, I've gotten Joe out of situations where it could have been bad for him. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like really bad for him. I, I can see him in a different lens. I front line that. Me. Mm -hmm. When that shit happened with Consequence, my man popped on Cons. No disrespect to Cons. Episodes, when you send me that text, I'm like, okay, this nigga trying to play the boss card. Well, no, he also said that he told me to take Tuesday and Friday off. I Again, we not. Because <laughs> I don't want to get into the text. That. It's lies. It's just lies, fam. And, and if we like, and fuck never it, it's over. Me until we had to talk, right? And, it, and then said, "Yo, let's get in our respective corners for the next month." And then came back and but, said, "Yo, we abandoned the pod, even though there was some shit that you agreed upon." But listen, actually, it's your idea, right? But all of that, let's go to our corners. Cool, we agreed to it. But we can't go to our corners and then you pop up on the show that I I helped build and Roy helped build with some with, with two new niggas and no disrespect to them. No disrespect. I don't even want them to feel like there's negative energy towards them. No, none I, of that. No disrespect I, I to them. I'm just saying. They, they're good people. You tried to make it look away. What you tried to do was you tried to move us out, prove that you can keep the show going without us because all you really want to do is put two niggas on there that's going to take a salary because that was your thing with us when we started talking about accounting. Yo, when this deal is over, I'm putting you on a salary. What's the first thing we said? It's not happening. Like you, really, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it any nicer, but like, I think it's kind of showing us that re, he really isn't shit. Like, and, and to be fair on the other side of things, I think, um, I think like one thing that is getting blown out of proportion with the whole thing is like, bro, he didn't, he didn't treat Rory and Maul properly. And, and like, he didn't give them ownership of it. And I'm like, you know what? Like treating them properly is different than giving them ownership. Like I understand. I understand uh, the treating them properly thing and like giving them wages and making sure they're good and like, you know, trying to work with them and whatnot. Like all that is facts, but yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to have given them ownership. I feel like that's kind of bullshit. I feel like that's people stretching it out. No, for sure. It's not supposed to be. And I don't mean like, you know, I, um, Rory and Maul actually did a response yesterday yes. uh, on, on, on Vimeo and um, they were charging two bucks for it. Does so I'm like, mean, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give them the two dollars. Does that mean uh, should we be hinting at something between the two? Maybe listen, I don't know, but they were charging two dollars for the episode, and I send that immediately because they've been giving me a whole bunch of free content for, for years. Me being here, me being in Australia, doing all my walks 24-7 and stuff like that. You need good podcasts to listen to. Definitely worth the two bucks, man. And seeing them sit down. Like, as you know, I'm a little bit of a, a, a podcast connoisseur. I do my, my little research. I'm looking at the background. It looks very similar to Brilliant Idiots. It looks very similar to what Alex Media mm -hmm. is running with this whole new podcast session. Shout out to Alex Media. He fucks with the No Good Podcast. Really appreciate you, man. Really That's appreciate it. you. One day we'll get to your level. One day we'll get to your level. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you look at the background, it's the same one as the Brilliant Idiots. You know, Charlemagne and Joe Budden have their issues and stuff like that. And to hear like Maul and Rory's point of view, 
it's 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 frustrating because like yo, we're always been a part of the pod since, since day one, and Joe hasn't really had that like um transparency for him. I'm kind of glad that we kind of established that that since day one, it's kind of just like me and you, bro, literally, and then everything else is kind of like we'll 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 figure the stuff out as as the rest goes. But since they didn't figure that since day one, that's why they have all these issues, man. You gotta have your business in order from day one, kind of seeing who's here and who's not, and then then going forward, man. So. I don't know. I feel for them. It's the end of the road for them, but I think Joe Budden's going to be blackballed because Maul's big brother is Biggs Burke, who's, you know, Jay-Z's, like, best friend and stuff like that. Rockefeller, you know, I had Honcho, Big Burke on tour, like Pusha T said. And then he's connected heavily with the NBA as well, too, man. So I hear Joe saying that, like, yo, Maul never really brought a thing to the podcast, but he brought sports to the podcast. There's no other platform ESPN, Fox News, you're not going to hear KD talk about um, similar thoughts that him and Joe Budden have, have in common or him and Joe Budden going to, the, going to the club or what it's like to actually be an athlete going out with, like, you know, rappers and ballplayers. We'll never get that dichotomy again because of because of the podcast. Maybe Gilly and those guys might be able to get it, but I don't know, man. So that, that that's my whole two cents. Shout out to uh, Rory Amal, man. And, uh, We'll see what's going forward, but everyone's clouding them, man. Everyone's really clouding them. Yeah, I, and um, I, I will say, like, I feel like Joe is losing his footing on here a little bit, like in terms of um, people respecting his opinion and 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 maybe listening to what he has to say in a more serious manner. I feel like a lot of that he's losing his footing. You know, he's on thin ice in terms of his his audience. Um, I don't know if for sure. Knows. I don't know if he wants to keep pushing that thin ice. You know what I mean? No, man. Let's just insert right here what Kevin R had to say. Joe Biden has been very vocal in the media and the press about his dealings with his podcast and relationships with those that have supported his podcast. There has been a major push for ownership, a major push for control. Joe Budden has been very vocal about this fight for some years now. For some years now. Even to the point to where he's he severed certain relationships and moved and jumped ships a couple times because they didn't respect him or his brand at the level that he felt it should be respected at. In doing so, Joe finally made a move that gave him complete control and ownership. And after doing that, he let his fans know. He let his fans know that him and his partners and his podcast finally got the respect they deserve. Emphasis on the word they. Yo, Kevin Hart couldn't wait, eh? Yo, this man was literally waiting for the second. I, lo- I love how petty Kevin Hart is because Kevin Hart is who Joe Budden pretends to be or, or, or aspires to be and stuff like that. <laughs> like, Kevin Hart was talking to him like he's big bro. And that just goes to show you that money is literally everything. Because Kevin Hart's like five foot three, but when he was talking, like all that stuff, he's like, "Yo, like, yo, Kevin's big bro and Joe, who's like six foot four, man." He was well, talking about, you know, how to treat your friends, how to put them on, make them all millionaires, equity stuff like that. Well, you so, know what? I think that's one aspect that Joe Budden can learn from Kevin Hart from because Kevin Hart has done a good job of doing that, bro. Like he puts his friend like, I mean, uh, Kevin Hart has his his, I guess, his issues with putting his friends on, too. And like he obviously hasn't done it to the best of his abilities. But like 
I feel like he's definitely done it better than Joe Budden. Let me say that. You know what I mean? So he's got to think. For sure. Even even Charlemagne is uh is done better than it. Um, and um, this is kind of the question that I I kind of want kind of want to post to you. Um, you know that we as a collective we all we all work together as a group, right? And I think that we've all be able to like be beneficial from what we've been able to do and go into different platforms and stuff like that. And um, do you feel like if people were as ambitious as like what we've kind of done, like you'd be able to like branch out and do that type of stuff? Do you feel like it's wrong? Like let's say if someone doesn't want to be a personality or they don't want to use the cloud that we've gained and, and build other resources, if they just want to stick solely to that vein, do you fault them for not really wanting to branch out and building stuff off of the cloud that's been offered to you? No, no, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think like, uh, I think there's two different types of people. I think there's people that like have multiple different interests that they like to approach and like try to tackle them um either individually or all at once and then i think there's people who are very driven in one specific aspect and if like you have love and passion for one thing whether it be like basketball music clout whatever i don't know man whatever right i think uh it's cool to focus on that one thing but if you like me and you like a bunch of different things uh and you like pursuing all of them that's also cool you know so i think i think it's it's a bit of both it just depends on being you are you know yeah, um, because there, there, honestly, there was a point where I was faulting Rory and Ma because I'm like, yo, if someone's gonna give me all of the licensing right, like all the footage to use to start my own YouTube channel, then by all means, man, you know, I'm up and I'm stuck, and mm-hmm. it's out of here. But I guess, like, after I realized, like, like, yo, some people aren't really like that. You know, they have one platform to build and they just want to stick to it, man. They maybe be like, they don't want to do that type of stuff. So, I guess you got to see from that perspective as well, too, man. But um. I don't know what's going to happen with the, the future of the podcast because you pissed off a lot of people. You pissed off NBA people. You pissed off um, the top 25 people in the basketball league. Like They're not coming on your podcast anymore. Um, the whole Jay-Z dynamic in Rock Nation, like that's not really going to happen for you well, anymore. Well, I mean, athletes too, bro. Like athletes. Yeah, athletes. you're saying, yeah, right? Um, like, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's over for the whole basketball dynamic and then and, and that pod man you know what i mean you even saw kd he was on he was on um a million dollars worth of game recently man and if maul was actually there during that time kd would have been on, on the joe budden podcast like he was previously so it just, it just goes to show you how you know him saying his his certain partners don't really make an effect to the podcast is, is gonna show man you're gonna miss certain aspects man no griselda no no nba content um Rory brought Vince Staples and, and Reason and people from the TDE and, and uh, that camp and, and all of that, man. So um, I don't know what's going to happen going forward, man, but I honestly uh, wish them the best, man. I wish them the best. But while I have your attention, young ass, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about ball mm-hmm. and all that stuff that's going to come on anymore for the JBP. After this, off screen, you got to give me a whole list of new basketball podcasts I got to listen to because now I got I to gotta fill that void. But while we're in Baum, Kobe inducted Hall of Fame. Run yeah. that down for me. No, yeah, that was that was amazing. I I got to I kind of zoomed home. I was out yesterday, and I zoomed home because I wanted to be able to watch it, wanted to be able to report on it, and just see what was going on. But um, yeah, it, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, like three guys that I just looked up to so much when I was growing up watching basketball, uh, and especially Kobe, man. It's kind of, it's, 
I would say shout out to Vanessa Bryant because she was so strong and her ability to give that speech in that moment is just incredible. Yeah. Um, Let's just actually just play the speech um, for our listeners right here. I just want to hear her kind words that she had to say. Bianca and Capri, I'm so happy you're here to see this tonight. Daddy was incredible. He loves you girls so very much. Congratulations, baby. All of your hard work and sacrifices paid off. You once told me, if you're going to bet on someone, bet on yourself. I'm glad you bet on yourself, you overachiever. You did it. You're in the Hall of Fame now. You're a true champ. You're not just an MVP. You're an all-time great. I'm so proud of you. I love you forever and always. Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable to to see and hear her strength. I mean, she she just does an incredible job of being poised in that situation. I can't even imagine how it felt to be inducting, you know, your husband into the hall of fame when really it, it should be him giving his own speech. Um, I, I, I just think it, it's a tough matter, man. And it makes you think about and appreciate your own life and, and appreciate that time is short. Life is short. Uh, and you got to be able to seize the moment. And that, that, let me tell you, that's one thing that Kobe Bryant did. He seized the moment every year of his career, every year of his life. He had the chance to do that and he did it. So, um, yeah, I, I've had the chance to kind of uh, decompress, I guess I would say, or or kind of like go through the emotions of the whole thing over the past year because it was really hard on me, especially at first. Like you can see, I'm very Kobe themed. I got a bunch of, you know what I mean? I, I'm, yes, I'm, of course. I'm a big supporter of Mamba, but like at the same time, I think the strength Mamba. that Vanessa, yeah, but yeah, Mamba, I think the strength that Vanessa showed kind of goes to show you how everybody else who is also Mamba should care, should be carrying themselves. So, yeah. Uh, I will say, by the way, um, Chris Bosch, they just, they just announced that Chris Bosch is going to be a Hall of Famer next year. So, shout out to former Toronto. Oh, CB4 Repsy.com. So they buried me. <laughs> Bury me. <laughs> No nah, man, but um, you honestly couldn't say it better myself, man. Well, the whole like Kobe passing and stuff like that, and me having to go to school and then come back and like deal with all of that, it's just like in hindsight, like a year later, it's just like you learn a lot of. I don't know. You, you can be able to apply like his legacy and what he's done, like the whole like Kobe uh, mentality and stuff like that, and his mantras that he's always like kind of like repeated and said. So that's kind of been been sticking with me like the, the past year and, and stuff like that. So and it's it's even crazy. He's one of those athletes that kind of like, you know, really transcend like generations. Cause even when he, like when certain athletes pass and stuff like that, not everyone may know them, but like yo, when he passed, like yo, my mom's asking me if I'm okay. Yo, pops is asking, yo, yo, how you doing, bro? Like everyone's kinda like, yo, what's really going on compared to like let's say like other people. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, man. And it's uh it's it's crazy to see the impact of what he meant to not only like just basketball, but the sports world in general, like the globalization of the game has so much to thank uh, Kobe for like what he did, especially like in Asia and how popular he was. It's just, it's head and shoulders bigger than almost any other basketball player ever. So um, yeah, I, I think, 
Kobe being inducted into the Hall of Fame was weird for me, bro, because I always imagined he get him giving his own speech and him yeah. kind of making random jokes and whatnot and telling stories about his past. Mm-hmm. Vanessa didn't even Vanessa didn't thank anyone necessarily. And I think that was the right move to do because she said, you know, like mm-hmm. I would I'm what I'm not the one that has to be thanking people. Whoever helped Kobe, you should know. You know what I mean? You would know in your life. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think she did an incredible job. I, th- I thought she was incredible at giving the speech. I thought the Hall of Fame inductions was cool in general, like uh, hearing about Tim Duncan and his love for Greg Popovich and um, Kevin Garnett and how much the city of Minneapolis meant to him. All of that was really cool to to watch and listen. So, yeah. All right, yo, man, can you play a happy song, man? Because, yo, I'm going to start crying, bro. Can you just play a song, man? Insert some, some happy song or whatever, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Every time we, we get down this topic road, man, just like, yo, someone's cutting on, on, onions during during the pod, man. I yeah. don't know. Okay, on a on a, on a happier note, or you know, on a, on, a, on a more more funnier note, we got Romeo and Bow Wow going out on social media, man. You ready for the verses, man? You ready for that verses? <laughs> I feel like Bow Wow smokes him in a verses, bro. Oh, for sure. Romeo Miller is getting washed, bro. I don't think Romeo wants that smoke. Maybe in movies, <laughs> maybe Romeo would get that, would get him, but I don't know, man. Easily, uh, easily. No, maybe in, yeah, maybe in movies, maybe in movies, maybe in basketball, you know, as much as we got, get like to call Lil Bow Wow like Mike, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what would make more sense? And listen, I would clear my whole entire schedule. Bow Weezy versus Soulja Boy, man. Yo, if those two went off, ass, my whole schedule is cleared. <laughs> I'm getting those little those little glasses. I'm going to go to the dollar store, get the white out, and recreate them, have it on. I'm going to get a triple X large tee, uh, three different color do-rags, bro. Like, I'm going to be sagging to, 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 to the ankles. And uh, we're going to listen to that versus. Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, that would be a lot better of a competition. I think Soldier Boy would still probably win, but that would be a lot more of a competition because like you play. Yeah, yeah that'd be. I don't know, actually. I don't know who would win, man, between Bow Wow and Soldier. That would be because uh, look, ba- be Bow Wow has Bow Wow has um, the all- lady anthem. Yeah, he has the lady anthem. He also has yeah. freaking we play basketball. We love. Oh basketball. yeah, you know. So he ha- he has that obviously. Who plays "Kiss Me Through the Phone" in this situation? Oh, Soldier got to play. Is that just off limits? Like, can no one play it, baby? You know that I like it. What happens when your life? When turn my swag comes on you, I don't know how I'm gonna act, bro. I don't know how I'm gonna act, bro. Yeah, everything in my room is going on the floor. Or even, uh, or even speakers going hammer. Speakers going hammer, bammer, 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 bammer. (laughs) (laughs) That was was our tune eyes, eh? Yeah, that'd be oh, fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I feel like uh, Lil Bow Wow washes Romeo, though. I'm sorry. Lil Listen, Bow- it's not Lil Bow Wow anymore to you, man. He's a grown-ass man. A Shad Moss to you, okay? My bad, bro. My, right? bad, my bad. This, 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 let's not get it twisted, bro. This ain't Twizzlers, my G. <laughs> let's <laughs> okay, not get it okay. All right. All right, man. I'm done with you, bro. I'm done with you, man. Stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, yo. Before we go, man, what, what are you even listening to? What are you even watching, man? Outside of the Cole album, I know that and, and the Nicki Minaj project, but yeah, what have you been yeah, watching? Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching anything lately, but I am going to dive into something called The Midnight Gospel. Uh, it's on Netflix. 
It's supposed to be a something that used to be a podcast that was turned into an animated TV show. Um, yeah. And it's about uh, it's about different trips on different drugs, and they take journeys with this specific uh, like actor or voice actor, and they kind of repurpose the pods to be animated TV shows. So I, I'm very excited to see how that works and how how it looks. So that's that's on my list to watch. I still gotta watch Snowfall. I'm loafing on it. I got I gotta get that started. But I know once I get into it, like I'll be consumed by it. So I really want to have a good amount of time to be able to watch it. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And um, honestly, I heard um Duncan Trussell, uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about um his show, The Midnight Gospel, and stuff like that. Um, I thought about getting into that show, and I'm kind of waiting for it for a little bit later on because it's it's really like deep and really makes you think think about stuff. Um, but you know, just gotta have myself more balanced out first. I don't know if I can emotionally commit to another show, man. I don't know after having the BoJack uh. Uh, series finale, man. That kind of did a, did a number on me, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'll just have to wait and see. But I've heard I've heard good stuff about it for like the past like year. I've heard really good stuff about it. Like the animation's really good. Um, it's really gonna make you think, man. So um, yeah. I hope you enjoy, it, man. If you enjoy it, let me know what you think, man. And I'll definitely well, gonna watch it. But like, oh, oh, I totally forgot. We watched this together, but we watched Death, Love, and Robots. That was really mm. cool. that was really cool. That was really cool to watch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would suggest. <laughs> If you're if you're interested in like sci-fi or anime or just animated stuff in general, I would definitely suggest watching season one and season two. So they're just really cool. They're short. You can probably finish it in two three hours, maybe all the both. Yeah, so seasons. we did about we did about two two and a half hours between me, you, and uh, Coop. Yeah, so it's it's not that bad, man. It's good. I like it. I like it to be honest. It was a good show. I, and uh, it, it takes on like I feel like Death, Love, and Robots is pretty much a show specifically designed for me. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's very much my my lane, my cliche, yes. my niche. So yeah, you know I like that cyberpunk, um, DC, um, Attack on Titan type of animation, guerrilla type of animation, more like millennial, like um, yeah. Gen Z, like very young adult type of of um of animation style. And yeah, I appreciate it. And maybe that's why the season was only eight episodes compared to 18, because the show probably really took off. And it's, it's a very lengthy process to do the animation and keep it up to this level. So, I oh, mean, yeah. they probably only bang up half of the episodes compared to last season when no one was really on the radar. So kudos to that, man. I came out really, really good. Like, really, really good. Like, it was really good animation. Like, one of the episodes was like a step below Ready Player One, and that was like a couple big big budget so yeah yeah i i really would love to know what goes into the process of making these things and like how to pitch a story because i would love to pitch a story about these like it like it would be i would love to do that so let me know any netflix plugs out there in the no good podcast sphere holla at your boy i got stories (laughs) listen rap lawyers coming to your screen 2021 this summer we're gonna get it out there fully until next time it's a boy no good podcast we'll see you soon paranoid i put you over everything to fill the void and when you're gone will i have anything or will i be destroyed Paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Yeah. Bright lights pass me in the city, it's 
emergency I'm thankful cause I made it past my 30s, no one murdered me Still remember vividly the nigga that pulled a gun on me I'm petrified but moving like I got no sense of urgency Pride make a nigga act way harder than he really be Pride hide the shame of sin, cut off all utilities Pride hide the pain of growing up in hell and poverty Pride make a nigga feel a way that you and follow me Make a nigga flash a thousand like he